Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 61, Boot to the Face. It is the year-end awards, but we could call this the flu game show because we are both sick as a motherfucker. I started getting sick Friday. Saturday morning, I woke up, felt like shit. Had to cancel on a party that I was just about to tell you about, Marty. And here's the funny thing. My buddy Nate, who you've met, um, he lives in... Powder Springs, Dallas, Georgia area. And it just so happens he lives close to where The Rock bought that big-ass house at. Some kind of way, Nate knows where The Rock's address is. Or he knows The Rock's address. So he sent him a fucking invite to his Christmas party that was last night. So when I canceled on him, he's like, yeah, I'll tell The Rock you said hey if he shows up. So I was like periodically checking to make sure The Rock wasn't there because I was going to get my sick ass in the car and drive over there. But yeah, I... The flu stopped me from going. I even bought a wrestling-themed ugly sweater to wear, which was the Becky Lynch the man ugly sweater. So now i got to find somewhere to wear that shit to this year. Don't act like you're not going to find somewhere just to wear that around town. Don't act like you're not going to. Yeah, but it's not not during off Christmas time. We're going to see Christmas. We're going to see Christmas photos uh, in front of Christmas tree with... Trey and Layla open up their presents, and there's gonna be Rucker in the back with a cowboy hat, a stinger cup, and I and the Becky the Man ugly Christmas sweater. Don't act that's like it. we're not gonna see that. That's that's not a prediction. That is a spoiler. That's actually a good idea. I didn't think about it. Christmas a, morning. Merry job, Christmas. Buddy. Merry Christmas. Coffee and the, coffee and whiskey in the stinger cup. A Dallas Cowboys hat and the Becky Lynch the Man ugly sweater on. I might even wear a title belt. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. Yeah. Other things. Speaking of the flu game, I got my uh, Jordan Elevens in Thursday. Ordered them last Saturday. My wife's grandmother bought them for me for Christmas, so thank you, Juanita. I uh, ordered them on Nike.com. They're supposed to be here Friday. Got a notification said they'll be here Thursday. So I say, you know, it'd be just my luck. The two million of these shoes sold out, and some motherfucker would come steal them off my porch. So I got them redirected to the UPS store. Go to the UPS store, give the lady the tracking number, my ID. She goes around the corner, Marty, and she comes back with not one, but two boxes. And she says, did you order two things? And truth be told, I actually have ordered a lot from Nike.com in the past couple weeks. So originally I thought, well, maybe they just shipped it all together and they fucked up the tracking number because she said they both have tracking numbers on. And she was being very like accusatory in her uh, her mannerisms towards me. Like she didn't believe me like it was my fault and I was trying to get over on her. Eventually, I got the two boxes. I get out to my car and I'm thinking to myself, this can't be what I think it is. So I slice open the first box with my pocket knife. The Stone Cold Steve Austin told me never to leave home without. First box I open up, Jordan 11 breads, red, black, and they are beautiful. Second box I open up, Jordan 11's bread, red, black, and they are just as beautiful as the other one. They sent me two of them. Two million pairs of shoes sold out within 30 minutes, and my ass got two of them. And I'm not the only one. What size shoe do you wear? 11 and a half. Hot damn. Look, look at that. Same as the two size. Hey, you uh, you got my free. You got my, ad- you got my address. All Just you got to do is pay shipping. About $300 to get from here to California. <laughs> my PayPal's open. <laughs> bring, that shit to, bring that shit to Tampa. <laughs> and there it didn't no just happen to me. Our, no friends over no at, uh, our friends over at the Meat Boys podcast, I, I tweeted out last night I was drinking, and of course I put the shoes in the tweet, and unbeknownst to him he had no clue that i had gotten two pair of them 
he tweeted me back and said, I paid for one on Naki.com and they sent me two and he sent me the picture of it. So it's not just happened to me. It's happened to a few people. So somebody at Nike, I appreciate the early Christmas present. I'll probably put those on StockX or Facebook Marketplace and go buy me a new carry pistol with the earnings that I get. Nice. I need so to get back to my Jordan game. It's been a while since so I bought some Jordans. Um, I used to have like a shit ton of them. Um, dude, I've had my, my one of my oldest pairs I've had for like 15 years. I take them damn good care of my sneakers. Um, I've had a pair for like 15 years. And they finally bit the dust the other day. And I almost cried, but I'm like, son of a bitch. The soul's just like, the back of the soul's just, boop, oh, we're done. I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers. These are my game day shoes. What are you talking about, man? They last. Um, so, I'm, uh, there's two things I spend money on. One are my cowboy boots, only wear Ariats, and the other are my Jordan sneakers, and that's all I wear. Um, but I have a shit ton of both, and I've stocked up my boots over the last couple of years. It's time to get my, my Jordan collection back up there. What do you need cowboy boots for in Los Angeles? Motherfucker, that's not... Just because I live here right now doesn't mean that's where I'm from and where I go. I deal with livestock. Why are you so abrasive? A, I deal I with livestock on a weekly basis. I'm just saying. I wear cowboy boots to work. You deal with livestock on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's what I go to school for, man. Oh, I thought you were talking about your uh, your dating. Oh. oh. Wow. <laughs> You know, you own a tender app Barry. or something like I that. I ain't Barry, man. We talking about. Come on, <laughs> they ain't no, they ain't no avalanches up in this bitch. Oh my god, dude! I so <clears throat> I uh, drove back, drove to and from Idaho this last week. Um, had some car issues. Literally took me a four-day round trip, and only spent like six hours. In Idaho, my family, because of the car troubles. Absolute bullshit. Finally got my car fixed um, in Utah. So I had like 12 hours to drive. And I was like, you know what? It's time to listen to some old old episodes that I haven't listened to in a while. Um, Threw on like the old debate show with with, uh, doing the favor and RJ. Dude, that shit was fucking hilarious. (laughs) It was. I, I, I was going to put on – I was going to put on the first debate show because I love that episode. Um, but I had, I had some mixed company in the vehicle that doesn't know quite that side of some stuff going on on that episode. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not ready to throw that one out there yet. So uh, we'll have to listen to that one later. Uh, but, dude, that, that – Barry's fucking hilarious, man. I was laughing my ass off. Holy He's very shit. quick-witted. And we're talking about Barry Frost from the Doing the Favor podcast. He's quick-witted as hell, man. He's really just – a real dry, quick sense of humor. It's like right up my alley. I'm telling you, me and him are gonna do a a big girl episode together. <laughs> the one, the one thing that I couldn't stop myself from laughing. Now, Marty, hold on one second. I didn't say I was gonna fuck your girl. Just chill out a moment. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna change this episode real quick. <laughs> Speaking of our girl, I hope you got a drink ready because this week NXT. Whooped AEW's ass, and I can only give credit to one person. She tweeted out she was going to be wrestling an hour before the show started. Miss Santana Garrett, this proper 12 and sweet tea is for you, young lady, because you and EO, I could watch that feud and that match over and over and over and over. I think I've seen it twice already. I've watched it a couple times. Here's the thing, though, and I know you don't, you, you haven't really gone into this, but you need to go pull up her old videos from when she wrestled um, <clears throat> the past. Like her and EO were tag team partners for a long time, right? Yeah, I know. And, and those they matches for a while too. Those, yeah, and those matches were some great matches. Um, NXT commentators kind of uh, they hinted at her, they hinted at her at her past a, little a little bit. bit. So um, they finally started getting. Here's what I like: they finally started giving her credit. For being in the business for as long as she's been, like for a while, every time she comes out, it's like she's just another talent on the roster. But now they're finally starting to give some backstory to her and like let her people know, hey, she's been in this industry for a long ass time. She's earned her right to be here. She's done her business. She's done the job. She's doing the job now. Um, but it, uh, just it... all right. I'm gonna say something. I know you're not gonna like it, but this is how I see it right now. I don't see. Santana being champion 
anytime in the foreseeable future because they haven't given her a character yet. Like her motives are not known right now. She's just there every couple weeks to wrestle somebody, put on a good match and get them over stronger. I will say this. If you didn't think Io Shirai was a badass before this match, you're dumbass. But you definitely should if you've seen the video of some racist motherfucker in the front row or in the crowd before the match starting, yelling at her, go back to China. Is that what he said? Go back to yeah. China. And she turned around, looked at him and said, Japanese, bitch. And then she dropped down into the splits. Now, here's the problem I have with this. Why give him that view when he's being an asshole? Because Marty... <laughs> I'm going to be careful with my words here. But the way she did that, boy, he didn't deserve that. He no, really he did not. He not did not deserve that at all. Bit. But she is just, her whole demeanor, her whole swagger, just like, you don't know if you want to ask her out on a date or like cover your throat because she might slice that shit. Like she just, whew. That's a good, I can't wait for her to start main event in WrestleManias and being on the big, big, big stuff. I love her in NXT. Don't get me wrong. I think she'll get lost in the sauce on the main roster. But if NXT's a brand like we talked about earlier or a couple episodes ago, there's no reason they shouldn't have matches on the pay-per-views like everybody else. And I can't wait to see her performing in front of the biggest crowds in America to show her skill set because EO is the truth. Here's the thing, like she should be up there with those top tier talents on on all three brands, you know, part of the Beckys and the Oscars and Kyrie Sains and the and I mean, we're gonna say even Sasha Banks, even though I can't stand her, she still is a a great talent. Um, but she's not going to. She's the problem is she's going to all these talent that that are coming up into the business and are, are great, you know. On talent, they're they're gonna keep getting thrown in the shuffle and mixed and lost because of all these other people that keep getting the push. You know what? <clears throat> I know people love Charlotte, and I know that she's the golden girl, but it's time to put her to back place. You just let her sit in the back, let her have a couple matches here and there. She doesn't need to be in the forefront. She doesn't. We've seen that story. Every story she's doing and she's going to do, we've seen multiple times. Um, Natalia, we don't need to see her on TV. We don't, you know. I get she's got a feud with Lacey Evans, and that's still shit's still going on. But get get let that end. I'm sorry to say this, but it's time to send Natty out to the pasture. It's it's time. Actually, Lacey Lacey has moved on. She's feuding with Sasha now. Oh, is she? I haven't seen that part. Okay. Well, either yeah, way, yeah. she spent the Lacey's last two months now. with Natalia. I know what you meant though. But you know what I mean. And it's it's just like these people that that have been around forever. People wanted a bitch to complain about the Bellas being around and being a forefront. Well, guess what? The Bellas, despite who they were and how they wrestled, they were the face of that that division. They brought people to view it. They brought people to the product, and that's why they were where they were. Now people wanted to leave, and guess what? Now they're gone. It's time for those that came around with them or were around before them to go away as well. Wait, so we these ain't trying to talent, get rid of Mickey James now. So these younger, so t- clarify, yeah, but Mickey James, Mickey James isn't wrestling like that though. Miss Mickey James, right. Mickey eight, James, yeah. yeah, I know, but Mickey James is a supporting cast member. She's not taking the spot from somebody else. She's been there to help elevate those that are associated with her up. She's not taking the place of those that should be getting the opportunity. Sure. Natalia does not need to be having a, a a match on a main card, whereas somebody else who like a Io Shirai could be up there with that card or a Kyrie Sane could have been up there with that on a on a match on that card. You know, it, the, you know, there was a while where Asuka and and Kyrie Sane weren't on the card at all. But yet we're getting these matches of, of like Natalia and stuff that have been around forever that we don't need to watch anymore. You know, I don't want to see Lacey versus Natty 5.0. It, 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 it's, I'm done with it. You know, people bitch and complain about the Undertaker being on the show because of, you know, he's been around every year and taking spots from younger talent. Well guess what? Some of the women are doing the same thing. Move them on already. And that's all I'm saying about that. I can't believe you're complaining about Lacey Evans. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about Lacey. I'm complaining about her being stuck in a feud with Natty who, who needs to go away. You what is this thing? What is this crawl up your ass you got about Natty? Just out of curiosity. I'm just when I'm good the point I'm making, she's one of the oldest talents of the, or been around the longest on, on that female roster. She's and, so dope on Total Divas. Okay. So put her on Total Divas. So are the Bellas, but hey, they're not wrestling. I can watch I can watch Natty on Total Divas until I get annoyed of her because she's you know. You know who I really uh, like on Total Divas? Nia, Nia Jax. 
I love Nia Jax. I'm starting to like Nia Jax on Total Dude. I hope she comes back. I'm hoping she... I'm hoping... Because she had to have two ACL surgeries. So I'm hoping she, you know, one thing about her knees is, you know, wait, like, that's not going to help her. That's going to hinder her. So I'm hoping she gets in really good shape. I ain't saying... I ain't trying to fat shame or nothing like that. I'm just saying I hope she loses a little bit, gets in better shape, comes back a little bit more healthy, and kicks ass. Because I, like... Watching these past couple episodes, like I've, I love Nia Jax now. Yeah, so. I've always been a fan of her. Always have been. Um, but no, as it's not fashion. I mean, look at the same. We, we were, everyone says the same thing about the Big Show when the Big Show got hurt and had yeah, to go. But the Big Show's a guy. You can fat shame dudes, and you, it's it's okay. But when you fat shame a woman, or not fat shame, but when you call out weight on a woman, it's wrong. But when you do it on a guy, it's it's okay. Fair like, enough. The, no, have, you seen the, have you seen the meme with, about Lizzo? <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's a guy, and he's like ripped. He's like a black version of Finn Balor. There's like no fat on him whatsoever. And then there's a guy that looks like the shit emoji next to him. <laughs> like he just got rolls everywhere. And it says something like, hey, women, if y'all aren't willing to be with this guy over this guy, then miss me with that bullshit about Lizzo <laughs> because it goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just lost all three of our female listeners. <laughs> Marty, let's get into it, man. We're here to talk about the second annual Booty Awards. The Booty, Booty Awards, not the New Day. Boot to the face, the second annual Year End Awards. So you're saying Santana Gary Mike in award? Actually, we can we can make up an award for Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, can I have a drum roll? Miss Santana Garrett. Yay! All right. Now let's really get into it. We uh it. what we did was we let Twitter vote on who they think the awards are gonna go to. But at the end of the day, me and Marty are gonna pick because I think a lot of people that voted probably don't even listen to our fucking show. So we're not gonna let them dictate who the awards go to, but we are gonna take what they're saying into consideration because some of these I agree with. And some of them, I think, are just like what people being, you yeah, people being indie marks. So let's get it going. Oh, indie marks in the wrestling business? Talking about. Let's start out with 2019 Moment of the Year. <clears throat> the nominees were AEW debuting, Kofi winning at Mania, The Rock returning on SmackDown, and Okada winning at G1 Supercard main event. At Madison Square Garden. So you want well, before you we go into votes, you know what's awesome about that list? I was at three or four of those events. Fantastic. I was at one of them, but I wasn't there for it. I was sleepy and walked outside MSG at the end of it, missed it. <laughs> but that's not here nor there. Uh, the fans on Twitter. 72%. This was a landslide vote, Marty. I agree with it. So that is my vote as well. If you smell, you're wrong. Oh, shit. Never mind. Just deflate me before it starts. Bad luck. The winner. Just because you didn't want to go to this party votes. the other day. So what we're going to do is there's three votes there's my vote, there's your vote, and there's a Twitter vote. And then if there's a tie, me and you will. Work it out. So this one's already won because they voted for it and I'm voting for it. And I, the I, winner, I voted for it also. Of the moment of the year was 72%. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Mr. Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 35. In front of 70 some odd thousand people. Probably one of the most. I've never seen a wrestling match where everybody was for one person. Especially this day and age where it's cool to cheer against the majority. Everybody in that crowd. Everybody I was watching with. I saw bars. I saw black wrestlers that were watching crying when he won. Dare I say 95 to 99% of everybody watching was cheering for Kofi. Including fucking Birdie B. She was probably cheering for Kofi. Sorry, Daniel Bryan. I don't mean to talk about your daughter, but she probably wanted you to lose. 
<laughs> so, so Kofi wins moment of the year. Marty, do you agree or disagree with that? I agree with that 100%. Um, there wasn't anything about that that, that makes it not. Uh, like you said, everyone was going for that. The build up to that to get him there, he truly took that moment over and, and and led us all the way through WrestleMania. And when he held that belt up, and when his his kids came out there, and it was being there and, and seeing the place just explode. If there had been a roof on that building, that some bitch would have blown off. Like that, was, it was crazy. Like, there were, I didn't see anybody in in the near vicinity of me that was pissed off or butthurt or, or upset the fact that he won and Daniel Bryan didn't. Um, you can see the the from the fireworks going off and the cheers in the stands. Uh, it truly was a an amazing moment. I was happy that I was there to see it um, because I, I I loved it. I loved the way they did it. I loved how they did it and then that they did do it at the end. And I there's nothing that. I can disagree with that on that being the moment of the year. Um, and I'll say I've, I've talked about this before. If you get a chance, people listening, go back, watch the last. I mean, watch the entire match, but the last five minutes of the match. And then after Kofi wins, listen to the call that Byron Saxon did. Saxon gets a lot of shit for his commentary, but he fucking stepped up. The other two guys moved aside and they let him do it because he was calling it just like he saw it. And it gave me chills listening to him call Kofi winning that match at the end of it. So, Byron Saxton, kudos to you, sir. You did a damn good job, and WWE rewarded you by putting you on main event with Mickey James. So, actually, it's really not a demotion because you get to hang out with Mickey James every Monday. Mickey wow. James said of Corey Graves? Sounds like a pretty good switch off for me. I'd take that shit every day, twice on Sunday. Feud of the year. Our nominees, excuse me, <clears throat> Seth versus Twitter. <laughs> That's a good one. KO versus Shane, Cole versus Gargano, and AEW fans versus WWE fans. Marty, the winner via Twitter was AEW with 44%. AEW fans versus WWE fans, and I agree with it. I think this was the feud of the year, be it bullshit. What say you, sir? The problem is it is that I do agree with it. Um, it's it's unfortunate that that that's the feud of the year over all the amazing feuds that we did have this year. Um, but and, and the fact that the last four months, no, it isn't even four months. It's the whole damn year. Like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It literally has gone all from the minute beginning of the year because they literally announced AEW beginning of the year. There was a fucking countdown to AEW announcement. And from that moment on, it was WWE versus AEW. And let's put it this way. When it comes down to the two, it's basically fucking politics. You got your Republicans. You got your Democrats. And either way, it doesn't matter what you're going to do. You're not going to persuade the other one to fall and see the other side. There's going to bitch complain about the product. Um, there are the few that are in the middle. But it absolutely was the feud of the year. Um, it, that's a feud. That's going to continue to go. Um, yeah, especially after the stuff that happened this week. It's just, yeah, absolutely. There's nothing else that can be said. <clears throat> so, voted by your boys here at Boot to the Face, along with listeners and tweeters of Boot to the Face. The feud of the year, AEW Marks versus WWE Marks. Congratulations. Take a bow. If you're listening to this, you probably contributed. You motherfucker. Give yourself a pat on the back, Barry Horwood style. You just won an award. Moving along, stable of the year. Some people would call it a faction. Some people would call it a group, a clique, if you will. Here at Boot to the Face, we're calling it stable. You have Bullet Club. The Inner Circle. Your boys at the New Day. An undisputed era. Marty, I'm going to let you give your vote first. First of all, <clears throat> I think we all know how and why the New Day got in on this because I don't consider them a fucking tag or a stable or faction. They are. There's three of them. Well, They're technically, together. okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
How Hold dare on. you? They're our tag team. But I, you know what? I will give you this because there was another member of the team this year. So technically there was four of them. So. Oh, you, now all of a sudden you need four people to be a fucking faction? No, I'm just saying they are, are a, they're a tag team. They're, they're like, not a tag team. They're they a faction. Are. The tag team belts fucking interchange of who hits the hold it that night. They are literally a tag team. One of the members was the fucking WWE champion for most of the year. We just talked about them. It had nothing to do with the tag titles. There's Anyways. three of them. Anyways, how dare you? God damn it, you just fired me up. I'm voting for the goddamn new day now. I'm changing my vote. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Um, I mean, the inner circle, they're, they're, they haven't even done shit, but they're, they're basically Chris Jericho and his posse. That, that's basically what it is. That, that'd be, that, would, that would be like calling Seth Rollins and J&J Security and Randy Orton a fucking faction when really it's... Seth Rollins and all his lackeys. Technically, they were a faction. They were the authority. Technically, I guess so. There was like 12 of them. Hey, man. Quit talking sense. Why are you shortchanging the fucking factions? What do you got against factions? Quit talking sense at me right now, bro. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on here? With that. Upside down world? With that, to begin the year with the announcement that we will have all the titles this year. And the fact that they did have all the titles this year. And you are led by Adam Cole, baby. The UE is my faction of the year. Stable of the year. I voted for Kofi and the New Day. Of course you did. Because Marty pissed me off. Technically, my vote was somebody else. My vote originally was the Bullet Club. Really? I I love the Bullet Club. And I felt like they... they, I just feel like there's so much that's going on this year. Uh, It's just... I feel like I feel like they've been there to stay relevant throughout losing everybody in the elite throughout AEW and all that Bullet Club is still relevant. I still see Bullet Club shirts in every part of Georgia that I go to at every wrestling event you see. You'll see a Bullet Club shirt, maybe more than that. Um, I was at NWA last weekend and there's guys with Bullet Club shirts and villain club shirts on when Marty showed up. I mean, it's. Bullet Club is still over. Rather, we want to. I'm, not you know, saying they're not. I'm, we're not I don't Japan, have a problem with that. I they're love no longer in ROH, so we don't see them as much. But Bullet Club is still fucking Bullet Club. I love the Bullet Club. I'm not saying anything against them or about them. I love the Bullet Club. But uh, with that said, I vote for Bullet. I vote for New Day. Marty voted for Undisputed Era in the tiebreaker with 69%. The winner of Stable of the Year. Shock the system. Undisputed. UE won. Sixty-nine percent of fans on Twitter voted for the undisputed pair. How much did the BC would get? Uh, I don't have that. I only wrote down the winning numbers. I could tell you if I. It, it was very small. Cool. I got right here. Uh, while you're looking that up, we will go to champion of the year, and this is where I agree with these motherfuckers on Twitter. Because they're assholes. But I'll give you I'll give you the nominees. First nominee, she's the man. Becky Lynch. Raw Women's Champion since WrestleMania. At one time she was Becky Two Belts. Second nominee. Some people call him the GOAT. Chris Jericho. AEW champion. No matter how many times he loses the belt at Longhorns, he's still the champ. Kofi Kingston. WWE champion, winner of one award already for moment of the year, and Okada, who is your New Japan champion, or uh, IWGP world champion. What does IWGP stand for? Why is he the IWGP and not the NJPW champion? I've always wondered that, and I never actually looked it up. Anyhow, I think Marty's looking it up. That's why he's being so quiet. So... Well, at uh, first I was lo- I was looking at the um, the uh, the voting percentage for the um, stable stable of the year, and it wasn't even a fucking it wasn't even close, man. Like it was ridiculous. Like, the next closest group was fourteen percent. Yeah, 
and and then and that was and then that ten percent was after that. So fourteen percent was the new day. Ten percent was inner circle, and Bullet Club only got seven percent. Yep, Bullet Club hit single digits. I'm looking at it now. Um, Marty, who are you going to vote for for champion of the year? The champion of the year. Well. When it comes down to it, there's only one champion who has had the title for as long as they have. Um, there's only one champion that, even even though Kofi had a great run, um, good run. there's a, there's one champion that's continually had a solid run throughout the entire year. And when you look at the face of the business, they they can technically be considered one of the faces of the industry. Uh, as much as I love Chris Jericho. Top three. Um, he's only had the belt for a couple months, and we we all know kind of why he's holding that belt. The fact that he fucking lost it the night he won it. Come on, man. Um, my vote goes for the man, Becky Lynch. She won it at WrestleMania. She still has the belts. Um, Becky two belts throughout the year. Um, there's a solid chance she could have that title come WrestleMania and hold it for a year. Um, and she's done well. She's she's defended it. She's had good feuds. Um, we've seen her matches get better and better. Uh, yeah, I just. When it comes down to the champions, I feel like she's been the best champion of the year. And this is where I have a problem with people on the internet. Thirty-six percent of people voted for Chris Jericho as champion of the year. He defended the title against Cody. He defended against Scorpio Sky. Has he defended it? Besides that, I thought he defended it against Darby Allen. On on he defended against Darby Allen. Okay, okay so it's three. Three title matches he's had. He won at least two of them through nefarious means. Barely. He rarely defends it. He rarely wrestles. He's been champion for a few months. And these assholes want to vote for Chris Jericho as the champion of the year. I could make a case for Okada over Jericho, who's been the champion since WrestleMania weekend, a day longer than Becky has. Not only that, but he was also started the year off as the champion also. I can make a case for Kofi, who won it at WrestleMania, who defended it every month, even though he got squashed by Lesnar. I could damn sure make a case for Becky, but I'm not going to make a case for Becky because she is the winner. Of the champion of the year, the man, Becky fucking Lynch. When you look at the the voting for that, it goes back to feud of the year. And literally AEW versus WWE, 36% to 32%. Like, it was that close. Um, well, and, and, you, and you know you know the reason why Jericho got as many votes as he did was because he, he, it's AEW. It's 100%. Cool you know that's why. Yeah. And, and, you know, and here's the thing. Everyone knows the fact that I love Jericho and that I love the fact they put the belt on him. We've had multiple discussions regarding that. Is he a great champion for that belt? For that organization right now, absolutely. He did what he was doing to get the, the attention to the product. Do I feel he still needs to be champion? No. Um, has he done anything to elevate the championship? No. But what he's done is brought viewership to the product because his name is a is a is a notary name. That's what he was doing. Um, that and that's the difference between him and Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch is hot. I mean. Can't I meant not there. physically. I meant like on fire in the business, Marty. Get your mind out of the gutter. I mean, she is hot, like super hot, like so fucking hot. Next fucking topic. <laughs> <laughs> I showed my wife a picture of Becky and Seth Rollins last night, and I was telling her that every picture <clears throat> of them two together, Seth looks like the happiest man in the world, and Becky's like, "What the fuck did I sign up for?" Like every pic. Google the picture of Seth and Becky together right now outside of WWE, like any little red carpet or whatever they do. And she always just has this look on her face where it's like, bitch, blink twice if you need help. Like, (laughs) are you being held against your will? Shit. Breakout star of the year, Mr. Vasquez. We're moving this thing along. Nominees are Marty Skrull, Rhea Ripley, Kofi Kingston, who's been at this for 12 years now, but this was his breakout year. And Orange Cassidy, a guy I'd never heard of before AEW started. Marty, don't don't quit. Don't leave the show right now. He's just a nominee. He's not going to win. Calm down. 
the fans, 54% voted, and I had to be swayed, uh, but I agree with him. So I guess technically this superstar is going to win. Incredible year. Started out as the NXT UK Women's Champion. Is now the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, Beat... No, I'm sorry. She didn't do that. She wrestled Becky Lynch, wrestled Sasha Banks. She won at Survivor Series. That weekend was all about her. Uh, Miss Rhea Ripley is voted by me and the fans. I don't know who you voted for, Marty, but it's already over because it's two-thirds of the vote for Rhea Ripley. Who did you vote for, sir? Well, I, I didn't think it was... I mean... I- I felt like we knew all knew who Rhea Ripley was, and that she did great things before she won the championship. Um, obviously, the champion, winning the championship is icing on the cake. However, I don't feel like she was. When it comes down to see, and here's the thing: tough thing too is like the person I chose kind of started the end of last year, also, but it led to this year. Uh, and and I chose Marty Scroll. There's no question without it. I feel like. The first half of the year, we were talking about he was the hottest hottest name in wrestling. He was the most over-talent in the industry. Not Ring of Honor, not New Japan, but in wrestling. And, when, and Rhea Ripley, she's not the biggest name in the industry. We're not talking about her worldwide. People, Yeah, she's wrestled worldwide, but people are, you know, people in New Japan don't give a shit who Rhea Ripley is. Just saying. Uh, people in Ring of Honor probably not pay attention to who Rhea Ripley is. If you're WWE... You know who Rhea Ripley is. Simple as that. If you if you are any other industry or anywhere else in the industry, you know who Marty Scroll is. He's popping up everywhere. The fact he had the Ring of Honor, one of the best matches, and was held and had the the ladder match for the world for the championship and Ring of Honor at G One Supercard. He fought Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championships. Um, the dude, the the fact that even though the in the, the product has gone down. Marty Scroll was still the face of an entire organization. And even though he, the product wasn't there, people still were tuning in at times. I, I, the only times I tuned in was because of Marty Scroll, because the rest of the product sucked. It just did. Not the talent, but the product. People, when you're talking about who's over and breakout of the year, to hold your name up above everything else and be one of the most talked about names in the industry when you're attached to an organization who's continually falling down. There's no way you're not the breakout member. We've talked about it multiple times. When Hangman Page was supposed to be the breakout member of the elite and it ends up being Marty Skrull, there is a reason for that. So because of that, not just because of the namesake, but because of that, for me, it was, it was, a, it was the villain. It always has been. Well, here's, here's why I disagree with that. And I, Let me start mm-hmm. off by saying everything you said, I agree with. Everything about him being the most popular, the most over, the whole nine. But that all started last year. So it's impossible for him to break out this year when he was over big time last year. When me and you went to ROH in Atlanta like last summer, he was one of the most popular people there then. So his his rise was last year. Rhea Ripley won the NXT UK title this year, right? No, she won it last year. This was it last year? Okay, she well, won the last show. Still, she not? I had no clue. She who was she feuding was. with Tony Storm all last year. Right. I had no clue who she was when she won. As she was the champion this year, I still didn't like her. Didn't know who she was. She has consistently gotten better and bigger because it wasn't just me. She wasn't getting the reaction she's getting now that she was then. She broke out summertime this year and just stepped her game up. It's on a smaller level. She did this year in NXT what Becky did in WWE last year. That's how much of a jump she made. There was a groundswell for her, and then once they gave her the ball and ran with it, people jumped on board. And so that's why I went with Rhea Ripley as the breakout star this year. Um, we got three left. We kind of need to to get through these. Match of the year. Now, I know we left some matches off. We're not... We don't watch everything, so forgive us, oh, awesome internet listener, that we left your favorite match off. But this is what it is, so get the fuck over it. Match of the year nominees, Okada versus Jay White at G1 Supercard. Becky versus Sasha, Hell in a Cell. Sammy 
Callahan versus Tessa, Tessa Blanchard at Slammiversary, a match that uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, and Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, TakeOver New York City or Brooklyn. Uh, Marty, I will let you go ahead since I have the results right here. Which one did you pick, sir? Um, I chose, I picked a match that I was there to watch and I watched it multiple times since. Um, I, I think one, it was a great match, but I also think that it was a match that is completely underrated and doesn't get the attention it should because it was, it was ROH and New Japan. Um, the, the match between Okada and JY at G1 Supercard was a fantastic match. Uh, either way, it could have it literally could have gone either way. Um, Okada had a great match. Uh, Switchblade had a great match. The back and forth. The when I look at this match, I I don't look at it just as a wrestling match because it was a wrestling match, but I also look at it as the psychology that was going on from before the bell rang until the final moments was fantastic. And we know that Jay White is one that's going to play with you and fuck with your mind, and, and he's got Gato there to help. Shit, you know, turn shit over. Um, but Okada was playing with, with Jay White's mind, and he was fucking with him the whole time, too. And and you don't normally see that too often in an Okada match, but the fact that we got such a psychological match in this between the two of them for that time, that, that title uh, match, and then to have Okada win his fifth title, then uh, I just I've watched all these matches multiple times, and it just doesn't come close to it. And there's another match on here that was a great match, and I love the way the match ended. We talked about it a couple months ago, but when it comes down to it, the Okada J White uh, New Japan or IWGP Heavyweight Championship match was just far above and beyond on um, title or match of the year. The internet voted 65% for Gargano and Cole at Takeover. Um, I could go either way on this, but I'm going to agree with you. I breathe with Switchblade. I'm gonna go Jay White versus Okada at G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden. Um, that, to me, that was the match of the year, and that's the one we are going to vote for. Now, the, the, as far as Takeover goes, that Cole Gargano match at Takeover was an amazing match. Uh, it was something different too. Because we we talked before that. Um, you know, the, the Gargano and Ciampa matches were the same. They literally, it was the exact same match, like three times in a row, kept getting the same exact freaking match. Choreography was the exact same. It ended the same every single time. Him and, and, and Cole, even though there was a lot of similarities, it was a different type of match. And it was something different. for It, it showcased both of them. Um, and the fact that you don't, we weren't normally watching the two of them wrestle, if I, if I remember correctly, they they like didn't wrestle each other for before that, right? They they the build up, they were just 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 attacking each other, but they weren't fighting yet. And the build up to that match at, at Takeover was fantastic, and that match there that was a great match. And it, for me, it was between the two of them. Um, those are two great matches. And but when it comes down to what I remember that weekend, with the exception of uh, WrestleMania, uh, like the two big moments at WrestleMania, the the one thing that holds out to me. Um, is the Okada and, and watching him hold up that title in the middle of Madison Square Garden um, way more than the Cole Gargano match. I agree. Um, we got two categories left, and then we'll wrap it up. The female wrestler of the year, the nominees are Becky, Tessa, Shayna, and Asuka. I will let you go ahead and decide which one you were going for, and I will tell you why the internet sucks. Um, this one was—I'm not gonna lie. I can go either way with this one. Um, when it comes down to wrestler of the year, uh, I feel like there's two people on this list that have basically held their their um they're not just their divisions, but the brands they're attached to. And I'm gonna it's you know between Tessa and and Becky Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch basically been the face of the WWE. Tessa is Impact. 
but when it comes down to, to wrestler of the women's wrestler of the year, when you look at Tessa, I'm just be upfront. It's uh, it's hard to consider her the re- women's wrestler of the year because she's not really, even though she's the women's champion everywhere, she's not she's not wrestling women. She's she's basically in a men's division. She's like she's should be just wrestler of the year because she's wrestling men. She's not you know. Whereas like when we're talking women's wrestler of the year, Becky Lynch is wrestling women. Get get. Tessa's probably a better wrestler than her. Okay, I'm not going to say better. She probably she is a better not wrestler probably, than her. Yeah, it's, it's but, not even close. But what the division's doing, what they're doing in the organizations they're in, um, Becky's doing things to elevate her women's division. Tessa is not, and that's the difference. And we're talking about you know having great matches. Um, we're talking more about great matches that Becky's having this year than we did Tessa. Now Tessa may have some great feuds this year. But not necessarily putting on the mat the eighth caliber matches that we're talking about with we like Becky Lynch or something like that. But but when it comes down to me, Becky's elevating the entire division. Even though Tess is the face of Impact, she's not really doing much to elevate any of the 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 divisions in her company. If that makes sense. Well, I was gonna say all of that, but you stole my thunder. So I would just agree with you and disagree with the voters that voted forty four percent for Tessa. And the winner of that one would be Becky Lynch. And, 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 and somehow, when, whenever anybody asks the WWE Universe who the greatest superstar of all time is, for some reason, Becky Lynch isn't the first name out of your mouth. Somehow, somehow, I have been made an afterthought. And here's the thing, like I can see why people would choose Tessa. I really and when it comes down to actually wrestling and, and talent, she is a much better talent than Becky Lynch. That's not that's not we're, that's not an argument, and that's not wrestling. what we're discussing here. Wrestling. We are taught we are talking about the wrestler of the year and for what they've done, what they do for the organization. And you know, it's it's no comparison of what they've done for individually, um, for their brand and for their company and for their division. Let's move along and last last award of the year, 2019, best male wrestler, Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, Adam Cole, and Okada. I can't say his first name. That's why I keep saying Okada. Got- <laughs> um, the voters voted 54% for Adam Cole. I will let you go and decide if he's going to win or if we're voting for somebody else because that's not who I picked. Uh, this is for wrestler of the year. <clears throat> when it comes down to, it, you know, at for actually, you know, I'm not gonna lie. For me, it was pretty pretty easy. Um, Kofi was my wrestler of the year. Uh, I think Okada. What? Yeah, dude, Kofi was my wrestler of the year. I I think Cole did some great things. Um, all that shit you just talked about. <laughs> oh man, let me finish. Let me finish saying what I say. I love <laughs> Okada, but. Yeah, it just I mean, Okada's in a fantastic is a fantastic wrestler. He has some great matches throughout the year, all the way um from from Wrestle Kingdom, G1 Supercard, Climax, all the way through. And what we're gonna see from him in a couple weeks is gonna be fantastic. But from the gauntlet match, from being somebody who's just a fill-in to being a a main card WrestleMania win the championship moment of the year. Mm. A month and a half later, holding okay. that title, defending that title on a weekly basis. I mean, the dude was was he was defending the same timeline that that Seth had the title when Kofi had the title. Kofi defended the title three to one compared to Seth Rollins. Talk about it. Um, you know, and the fact that the what we had to see from Kofi from, from WrestleMania or from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania was Probably one of the best runs and pushes to get into that match than I've ever seen before. It was amazing. Uh, After you know, and the fact that the way he lost the belt was bullshit. Even though we all, I don't know about you, but I saw that. I called that six months ago. Uh, But you know, the 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 man had that title. He he did something different with it, and people were behind him his entire reign. You know, there wasn't people weren't getting behind, you know, falling back behind him or, you know, booing him at the end. People were 
people were upset the fact he lost that title. It wasn't because it was to Brock Lesnar. That was a big portion of it. But it was because Kofi lost his title. So for the year, for what they did for wrestling, for what they did for themselves, and what they did with the title and division, Kofi Kingston, Wrestler of the Year. For Wrestler of the Year, 54% of people that voted for Adam Cole were wrong. Kofi Kingston is the male wrestler of the year, 2019, and can't nobody tell me different or convince me otherwise. And we're just going to leave it at that. Um, you laid out a great soliloquy about why you think he's the winner, and I agree with you. And that has been the 2019 Boot to the Face End of the Year Awards. Marty, we got one show left through the year. We're predicting uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 coming next week. We got a lot to discuss when that comes up. You got anything you want to tell the people before we sign off? Um, no, man. Just tune in. You know, one, we I appreciate all the votes that people gave. I don't want people to think that we, we just saw what their votes and didn't care. Uh, we take in consideration. That's why we do the vote. We do the vote to see what you guys think, and then we compare what we think, and then that's why we do two out of three. It gets the vote, you know? Um, so we... That's the one thing I will say from the beginning is that we've always been interactive with those that listen and those that follow us and interact with us on Twitter. Um, we can do... I, I don't know... I'm going to say the same for you, but I know I appreciate the continuous support, um, the continuous interaction that we get across the board. Uh, though when we throw something out, we ask for topics or ask for questions that we want people want to answer or interaction with polls like this. People are always involved and always making sure they give some kind of response. And for that, I thank you. Um, if you're listening to this before Wednesday, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys are able to spend time with family and friends and have an amazing time celebrating it. Um, other than that, pour some whiskey, drink some eggnog, enjoy the hell out of the week. Yep. Uh, you can find us, the podcast, on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Uh, you can find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Boot to the face with the, letter, with the number two. For Marty Vasquez, I've been Chris Rucker. This has been episode 61 of the Boot to the Face Year in the Lord, saying peace. Later.